Hello, hello, OdaFest podcast listeners. I'm Angelo, and I'm here with Nancy and Jay, and we have hello. words to stick into Ni-hao. your ears. <sighs> Straight from my mouth words. and into your ears, where it will corrupt your brain. Welcome Banging to the on that podcast. eardrum the whole time. Boom, That's boom. how sound works. I'm in your room, your headroom. Your headroom. And while we may not be able to provide a physical place for fans to get together and celebrate our common interests this year, we are thrilled to offer an online alternative. OdaFest 2021, a live-streamed event. More information will be announced over the next few months, so keep an eye out for a sneak peek into this year's features and programming. Please visit OdaFest.com for full details of this event. Very nicely shattered, sir. That wasn't shattered at all. What are you talking about? I've never heard of the man. I I was legitimately not trying to shatter that. What are you guys talking about? It sounded good, though. OdaFest 2021. It's already only two months away. Two. <laughs> do you, no, no, do no, you remember what it was like to be two months away from OdaFest before COVID happened? Yes. Because I'm still planning and I'm still doing all the same work that I've done before. Yes. Yes. I mean, my Nothing job is really significantly changed. reduced. Sort of. Yes. That's because you are mostly day of, other than the podcasts. So, well, you have you do have a new sort of role, but I don't want to spoil it. Uh, but that has uh, nothing to do no. with anything. So... Look out for all the new news at OdaFest.com because we're new working hard. News. And it's going to be... It's, I'm, I'm really impressed with how things are coming together. Again, no spoilers. Nothing that won't be coming out or announced uh, after this episode or whatnot. But I hear that there's guests. We're putting a lot of work into it. There are people I, involved. I hear that there's a stream and it's live. I've heard that too. I don't know where but I think it just got beamed into my brain. Yes. Just just I drummed heard. into my mind. I know. But I heard there will be at least one guest. Guest, even. Gasp. A guest. Possibly plural, but at the very least singular. At the there's very gonna least be a singular. Of, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I really hope people can uh, spare their Saturday... Or even we'll have a VOD up and everything too, but then you can't interact live, of course. And um, yeah, no real, no real news or spoilers yet. But there's going to be some cool stuff coming. You'll up. have to Look check the website. It. Yeah, check the schedule. Uh, sign up for it. there's going to be a digital artist alley. Um, lots of cool things. We're doing our best to make it accessible and fun and interactable, and just generally, you know. Odafest for our community. So, yeah, um, exciting as heck. Yeah, super exciting, super duper exciting. Mm-hmm. The now, long. Oh. Speaking of exciting stuff, cool stuff. Uh, Angelo and Dio, who's not here with us tonight, you guys made some Genshin food. Yeah, some tasty vittles. So, long time listeners of the podcast. We'll be fully aware that 
I am fully into Genshin Impact, as is Dio, and I believe Nancy started playing recently as well, haven't you? So much. Yay! There's so much to get into, it's ridiculous, and because I got into it later than both you and Dio, I am so far behind. Uh, there's just so much to catch up on, isn't there? There really yes. is. Yes. Uh, so one big part of the game, at least for early and mid-game, a lot of my friends at the end game say it's not that big of a deal, uh, is the food. The cooking systems where you gather ingredients, you get to cook the food, there's like a, a small little mini-game around it, and they give you the PNGs of the food, and they all look freaking amazing. They all look delicious. And uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite foods in the world of Tavet, in the in the game of the Genshins, are those little jade parcels that are they're part of the story. Uh, Zhang Ling is just she shows up and you freeze, you thaw out some extinct boars, and you're like, yeah, we just re-extincted the species. Time to eat it. And uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of feeling. That, uh, it's the kind of humor that they wrote the story with. Yeah. And so, it. the jade parcels, they're basically uh, a little bit of pork and some stuff wrapped in some cabbage and w in some uh, nice soup broth. And being a relatively simple ingredient-wise food... Uh, made a lot of, like, YouTubers and stuff try to develop a kind of recipe for it. And Dio found one, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I think we can try this. I think we can do this. And so, yesterday night, we uh, went on an adventure to gather ingredients, and we made the jade dumplings. No, jade parcels, that's what they're called. Jade parcels. Mm -hmm. And it turned out but pretty good. But you didn't have to defeat any hypostases for them, right? Nope, no thawing out extinct boars or hypostases or cryoflowers or anything of that nature. We we mostly just went to the store. That's really the big thing. I mean, nowadays with a global pandemic, that is a quest in itself. Arguably. True. Arguably. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I don't play Genshin, unlike uh, my fellow weaves here. However, uh, I am interested in food. I haven't really made video game food, but I've had video game food. Um, the jade parcels look interesting. I, Nancy, I don't think there's an actual basis in real life for what they are. Like, they're dumplings, obviously. They're like, if you had dumplings that weren't uh, made with your typical dumpling wrapping, but just like a cabbage leaf, it looks Here's like. Here's the thing. The, the, the most similar thing that I would have to compare them to would be cabbage rolls. I knew you were going to say that, and I would have to agree. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that too. But actually, um, so the the developers of Genshin are Ch it's a Chinese company. Is and, it Taiwanese uh, or Chinese? The, Chinese. I think it's Chinese. Okay, not that. Not that. Please like, correct. You no, know, I'm correct not trying to split hairs here, but I'm curious because different regions of Asia have different foods, and I'm like, and because I'm culture. not as familiar. Maybe it's Taiwanese. I'm not as familiar with Taiwanese. Um. So anyway, uh. In my family, we do have something that's like jade parcels. The only thing that's different is that it's not wrapped in cabbage. They're wrapped in kind of these little pockets that are made from tofu skins. Oh, so oh, I know uh, what it's you're a similar. About. Yeah, it's a similar aesthetic. You know, it's it's like a little pouch that's made out of like deep fried tofu, and then mm -hmm. you fill it with fillings, and then you take um, 
it's a specific kind of fungus, but you, it's it's like a mushroom and it's stringy. So you can use it to tie a knot around the bag to keep everything inside the little pouch. And then you simmer it in broth, very similar to this. But of course, for Genshin, they jazzed it up and they made yeah. it something that's a little it's, more godly. It's like if cabbage rolls met Xiaolong Bao, I feel like there's like so a soupy me, bit. Let me it. describe the process of what, what we did. So the filling of it, it was ground pork with a few different flavorings. Uh, I think we used some, so just some red bell pepper for color. Uh, we at, in the game, they use lotus root, but lotus root in, in Calgary, I don't know if you guys know where to get it. We couldn't mm-hmm. find it anywhere, but we actually Googled seasonal. and uh, apparently, uh, I'm not sure if it's pronounced hikama or jikama is uh, a very similar uh, flavor and texture to it. So that's what we used as a, a sort of like a stand-in for the lotus root. We used jikama. And hikama. Uh, hikama. And so there was a little bit of bell pepper, a little bit of onion. We got some garlic in there. We got the hikama. And then there was just a few things for extra flavor. Like you got your salt, your pepper. Uh, but then like a good amount of some soy sauce. There was a little bit of mirin in there. Uh, the recipe actually said not to use mirin because it would end up too sweet. And uh-huh, yes. But yeah. we ended up using it because we couldn't find the right thing. But we just used a little bit less to to mm. not become too sweet. Hmm. Yeah, mirin mirin has its applications mostly in mirin like mirin is just really e- sweet. Rilling, like, I usually r- avoid mirin if yeah. I can. But like Shaoxing wine is uh. Definitely different in terms of a regular, like a, a cooking wine. If you're, it's not just you picking up a bottle of cheap red or white from your local liquor store, but uh, mm-hmm. it has its unique p- flavor profile that really makes a dish that is, especially if it's like you know Asian in nature, it adds that certain punch or feel to it, uh, along Absolutely. with you know your standard sort of fives five spice type uh flavors or uh anise anise is really strong in in asian cooking chinese cooking yeah what Um, else was there i think the other thing i think the last thing in the the pork mixture would have been some sesame oil and yeah uh, that's what i was gonna ask about did you add sesame oil for that everything in there it was so fragrant it was so delicious smelling we could not wait to eat this uh so the next thing you do is like you just peel cabbage uh just regular north american cabbage nothing special about it and then you just blanch it in uh boiling water with some salt and baking soda uh the point of that is that it keeps the color vibrant uh but it makes Ah. it pliable something that you can work with easier the the baking soda keeps the color there and so that's purely for aesthetics if you've ever had cabbage rolls before, they can be quite pale and sickly looking and not very appetizing. And that's why you got to slather them with a sauce and freaking Parmesan and whatever the hell else you want. Uh, to make them look a little more appetizing? Yes. Cabbage rolls uh-huh. do not look good. Like, I, I'm sorry, people who like cabbage rolls. I have never enjoyed how cabbage rolls look. They look horrifying to me. They're tasty. I like okay. them. That's Oh, fair. they taste good. I will eat a cabbage roll. But looking at them, like they, I feel like they're the kind of food where the preparation 
makes them deserve to look good. And they don't. And that's unfortunate. But that's uh, unfortunate. So once you've got your blanched cabbage leaves, you just mm-hmm. b- ball up some fucking uh, pork, pop it in the middle. The guy in the video, he actually took green onion and made an actual, like, tied it with a knot and everything. We right. found that mm-hmm. way too fucking hard. Like, we were really? like, yeah, there's no fucking way that we're tying off this green onion. Wow. Uh, so we ended up just looping it around and using a toothpick to kind of, like, hold it in place. That mm. actually worked out exceedingly well. Uh, it took absolutely no skill to do. And with this much labor involved in this uh, food, no skill is what we wanted. Finally, on the, in a pan on the stove. We had some some broth bubbling. We had uh, it was a chicken stock, but we added some. I think it was rice wine vinegar. We had some soy sauce in there. Uh, we had some sesame oil, and then we just had some uh, dried out red Thai chilies, just for a little bit of heat. And then you just finish it in there. Uh, I think it was like ten minutes. We had them just simmering away, mm-hmm. and then just played up and enjoy. It was fantastic. Yeah. Does not take long. Um, so the, it was very the, labor the little, intensive. The, yeah, doing uh, every little like the, step and making it look good was the hard part. Right. Yeah, but imagine doing a hot pot with this. So, like, next time we have a hot pot, whenever that is, after COVID is all done and we all have our vaccinations, just imagine assembling some of these little parcels and having them as a thing you can toss into the hot pot when we're all gathered around one. It would like, be so great. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do in my family. So part of what I thought after we were done this, we actually had a little bit of the uh, the pork uh, mixture left over. So all I did was I, I balled them up. I uh, seared them in a pan. And because the mirin was actually, like you guys say, extremely sweet, very sugary, they mm-hmm. caramelized very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then I just, again, dumped them in the, uh, in the, the pot, in the pan to mm-hmm. simmer to finish off and i found the caramelization because caramelization makes everything better uh mm-hmm. it, it was fantastic you could also so, just add like little uh patties my parents used to make yeah. like these sort of green onion Ooh. and pork pa- uh, uh sort of like not like not like burger patty because that'd be a thicker but it's like sort of a kind of uh, like a sausage it's patty, patty. It, yeah sort of but it's much it's it's much thinner and because it's thinner it crisps like, it's not yeah. just about caramelization, but it crisps. And mm-hmm. then you just have it with rice. And those were, and those were really tasty, too. I miss those now. And I kind of want to make one. Yeah. So part and of me whatever is caramelizes at the bottom of the pan, if you add, like, a little bit of wine and a little bit of stock mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it, you can get a really nice pan sauce. Now you've got Yeet, a gravy to go with those. Going. I, uh, really, really good. I, uh, speaking of sort of game food, like, the last one we really had was... um. I guess it would have been two years ago now. I don't remember. My brain is not so good. Uh, whenever the last Extra Life was that we had, that was the big group one um, because one of our staff members, brothers, is a professional chef. And um, they while we were speedrunning uh, randomized Legend of Zelda again, uh, Ocarina of Time. Trying to. Yeah, they made us uh, food that was inspired from, like, Breath of the Wild. Oh. So that was cool stuff. Did you get but, to eat some uh, Kentucky Fried Cuckoo? 
I honest no, I, I remember what we had. We had like meat pies and stuff. It was really good though. Uh, uh. I've never really gone to try to make um sort of pop culture inspired food. Like if you follow Binging with Babish, which is a YouTube cooking channel, oh, um, he's he known for stuff. making pop culture foods. So we're see- like, uh, he made something from like the WandaVision show, um, the dinner from that. He's made like bacon pancakes from Adventure Time. He's made uh, so many other things that are like that. And sometimes he doesn't just like, sometimes he'll usually make the, let's say, on show recipe. And then he'll make like a more chefy recipe that's sort of nicer and more well balanced because just because it's in a TV show doesn't mean it's good. So he tries yeah, to make that's... it actually good. One thing that watching Binging with Babish really made me realize, a lot of the the food that writers come up with is gar- either garbage or uninspired or too or actually bad or too yeah. complicated and just doesn't yeah. work. But, but he instead, makes them into he takes real recipes yeah. and makes them into something you could actually make and want to eat. Yes. Yep. So he's real cool with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Very, very There's true. There's an, another similar channel like that called Cocktail Chemistry. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, every now and then, they'll try to make, like, a cocktail uh, from a TV show. Do they and ever sometimes make, uh, it works out like, really well. Sometimes it's an absolute dumpster fire. And I Have love they it. ever made, like, uh, like quote-unquote health or mana potion type drinks, too? I don't believe so. Uh, but certain things, like... There was an episode uh, where Bart made a Manhattan based off of what was on the musty wall of a bar for the mob. He made that and he was like, yeah, that was a perfect Manhattan. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And then there was like, I think he's also done the uh, flaming perfume and flaming Mo. He actually did. He did the uh, white wine in a man's hat with a single pickled plum. What's that from? Also, The Simpsons. Okay, I don't know that one. Uh, I was like, oh, "What's the other? What's the other drink?" I was, I just had in my mind. Oh, I told, I just lost it. But I mean, I think those are all really cool. Like, uh, well, I, I don't know why The Simpsons just has quotable drinks, but those were the I first mean, three yeah. that we. That's classic of. Simpsons. That's classic Simpsons. Um, oh, he yeah, also I, made I the thought, Forget oh. Me shot, also from The Simpsons. No, I remember. Wow. I remember now. Um, Related, but not uh, as close um, back when I don't know if locked rooms are still a thing, um, but they have one. I think it's a downtown uh, locked room that they did have a Harry Potter theme. So they had a goblet of fire drink that they would oh actually set. Uh, they would, you know, fill in a goblet and set it on fire for you. And then they did like. I think it's like salt shaker, right? To get you a little couple extra sparks out of the fire. Oh, my. Kind of cool. They did a good job so, with it. Lots of show and presentation. Pro tip. Always along, extinguish the fire before drinking a flaming shot. <laughs> Potentially. Along yes. this line, a long time ago, Square Enix actually did sell packs of health potions and mana potions. I remember that. And yes. Pa- and apparently they were not good. No, just stick with Gator. Just stick with Gatorade. That'll have to do your run-of-the-mill energy drink if you have to. But yeah, apparently those were not good, and they they even came in like signature dark blue glass vials and bottles and such. Were they just like energy drinks or? 
were they trying Probably. to be anything? Yeah, no. that's the question. Like, did they really need to make a consumer drink product, or did they just need to make containers in the shape of mana and health pots with a coloration of, you know, that glass, so that they could just anyone could fill it with, with whatever, whatever liquid, right? Like, like the question here is, do you, did they really need to make a drink, or did they just need to make a container? And I think we all know the real answer is that it's just a container. It was definitely more of a collector's item because there was a potion set and there was an ether set. Sure. Uh, and then there were mega elixirs. Uh-huh. Oh my! So, like all of it that was definitely is definitely a collector's thing. But I think you know the the reality of it is it should be a display item for most of those kind of um, fans. And if it's a display item, it doesn't need to be a drink. Just make it something that looks pretty and sits on a shelf for all of time until your cat comes by and knocks it over. You know what I wish would stay on a shelf and just look pretty until my cat comes by and knocks it over and breaks and then we never have to deal with it again? Me? No. No, we love you, Jay. I was talking about daylight savings time. You're right. Daylight savings can go really... I'm I'm not allowed to say a lot of things on the podcast, so I'm trying to find the most, the nicest way I can say this. It can go away forever. It really can. Yes. Today was the worst day and it wasn't because I slept poorly. It was just because I lost an hour of sleep. Wait and a minute. Do this That's twice true. Twice and I'm you not have saying to do that. This every year. I'm not saying that the priorities of farmers who are good people and feed us with the foods. But That's actually, while they are important people, I am also going to put it out there that we are we no longer need that. We no longer let kids out of school just so they can start working on the farm. That's not the point of it anymore. So let's just stop already. For the love of God. Apparently that was an urban myth. There was something I read a little while ago that Well, then then there's even less reasons. Yeah, so mostly, apparently, daylight savings was just an odd energy savings measure because they wanted people to have the lights on in the morning rather than at night. Oh, that's different. I don't get it. I don't. I wouldn't. Get I don't. I, I. Why would I leave my lights on in the morning? That's when I'm trying to sleep. It I don't just, need lights it, on in the morning. Daylight savings is a horribly obsolete idea and should not be accumulating a death toll to this day because people who have to drive to work have to do right. it after losing an hour. Here, of sleep. Here's here's the thing. If we were to, we're a democratic society. We live in a society. Therefore, we do. If we put forth to everybody, who the hell wants daylight savings time to be a thing anymore? I need to see the numbers. I need to see the weighted numbers of who who should have a say and who has like, like you know, whether it's scientific, whether it's uh, well, I mean, like, based DC on other cycles. For it, but then they decided, you know what? It doesn't make sense for us to do it if Alberta and Ontario are still doing it. I just it's want like, to know. He's just waiting for the other parts of Canada to catch up to their decision. Right. And and so Alberta did actually try to push for the abolishing of daylight savings three years ago. And what shut it down was sports leagues said no, specifically hockey, and airlines said no. And I, it, I can't reconcile in my head what Why? reasoning they could have had that that they said no. 
it was the strangest thing. So, so some airlines didn't want there to be a two-hour difference between Alberta and BC because depending on which one we chose as our full-time forever, we're sticking with whatever time it is, um, we could be one hour ahead or we could be two hours ahead. And people took offense to this. Isn't it that we're, sometimes we're synced with Saskatchewan? Yes. Yes. Saskatchewan right. actually doesn't. Uh, I believe doesn't Saskatchewan do doesn't do daylight savings. Yeah. So sometimes, so sometimes we're synced with them. So to me, I would just be one, just for like the sake of consistency, I would just want it to be one hour off of Saskatchewan and then one hour ahead of BC. And then that's how, like just because borders are a thing. So I believe that uh, Saskatchewan is permanently at UTC Cent- minus six. Yeah, they're, cent- they're oh, central. So, that's the, so right? we would just then, always match them. So right or- now we are UTC minus six. We currently yes. match yes. Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then in the winter we go to UTC minus seven, correct? Yes. Let's just move to correct. Saskatchewan. They seem so, to have figured it out. <laughs> so the debate, like I think it's unanimous. I think everyone would unanimously tell us that they do not want daylight savings. But the the choice between do we want to stay at minus six or minus seven from UTC is is the real debate because You know what's kind of funny? Mm. If if you acknowledge that we should be UTC minus six, you can make the joke that Saskatchewan is so flat that the sun rises for both of us at the same time. That Damn. is pretty good. I like it. That is good. I saw where you were going with it. I wanted <laughs> wow. you to finish because I, it's a good I did point. not see that coming. For wow. anyone who doesn't okay, know, anyway. that, like if you've never been, the joke is also that if you travel you know, east to Saskatchewan, if you look behind you, you can still see Calgary. Anyway, but anyway, sorry, okay. you were saying. So to finish, to finish my point, um, Cal- like Albertans were given a choice: do you want it to be bright really early in the morning, or do you want it to be bright really late at night? Pick one. And it was an even split. I'll be honest; down I don't middle. really care as long as I don't have to do this anymore. As long as I don't have to yeah, change that's all the how clocks I feel that about aren't it. Sa- I... that aren't like internet and satellite timed and all that shit. I just I don't really care that much. My body will figure it out. I just need to know that I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> that's it. Period. Yep. Yep. Um, that's that's basically how I feel about it. I just don't want to do this time screwiness twice a year. I mean, the one in the fall isn't so bad because you get an extra hour of sleep and it feels great. But the one in the spring is just, it's so detrimental. Here I was waking up at 9, p- 9 a.m. today thinking it's like oh oh i actually got to sleep in a little bit today good job me i actually <laughs> stayed in bed for a little and then i'm realizing that i got scammed you actually woke up at eight by yeah. the government big it's it's big clock big clock screwing <laughs> us Jeez. father time anyway. I rant about it every year, but I hate daylight savings, and that's really what it comes down to. We just need to stop right. doing it. Something, so you know what? On the topic of time, uh, and it's something I actually forgot to put in, but I want to talk to uh, talk about it. Happy COVID versary, I think. No. Yes. Happy, yes, happy. You know, mm. one year of uh, uh, social distancing and uh, what do you call it? 
lockdown measures and Happy why aren't one we like new, why aren't we like New Zealand yet? Couldn't we just have done it properly the first time around? Uh, I don't think we could have done it properly. Well, we could have done it better, but I don't think we could have done it actually properly. Yeah, I actually don't want to get into that. But yeah, it's it's essentially about the one year at this point that we've uh, sort of entered lockdown measures, but we were made very aware that it was here. It wasn't just a Asia problem or a Italy and Spain problem. It was now a hello America, it's your turn problem. Yes. How do you feel about it? I... Do you, I still refer to last year as if last year is 2019. Yeah, 2020 just felt like it didn't happen. Except it was just sort of this weird stasis. You know, a lot's happened in 2020, but also not much happened in 2020. It was and a yet really here weird I shift am. of attention. Like another passed, year closer to death. Happened. Here we all yeah. are, another year closer to whatever age we're all going to go at. True, I can't wait for the books to come out. For history, I'm tired of being a part of unprecedented events and being a part of history. I would like to May be. May you part live of... in interesting times. I wish that I was just part of the, uh, you know, part of the history book that gets skipped over. That nobody it was like, 2020, nothing happened. And not in a bad way, just literally nothing happened. <laughs> 2020, that, nothing happened. Also, a good year in that nothing bad happened. Nothing great happened, but also just nothing good happened. And if that continued on for another five or six years of my life, I'd be okay with that too. But you here said we nothing are. Nothing great happened, but also nothing good happened. And I'm okay mm. with that. I want equilibrium at this point. No, no, no. But no I feel great, we no are good owed. means all bad. We are all we are all owed something, it does feel. But yeah, at this point, like this, you know, just as always, just Go out there, put on your mask, be good, be safe, be socially distant, be safe, be smart. And it's all the same thing over and over again. It's like Groundhog Day, but none of us are lucky enough to be Bill Murray, except for Bill Murray. I just realized that it's going to take me a very long time to be okay with being in an elevator with a stranger again. The thing that I've come to miss the most in that sort of regard is, is farting in the elevator right before you leave? <laughs> no. Wow. It's, it's not that I haven't seen any wow. friends during this, uh, usually during when we had like more lax periods and things were quote-unquote better. But I haven't like hang, hung out with friends a lot. But the thing is, like, I'm so sort of sad that like even when I've hung out with friends and like we're fairly socially distant about everything, we're like smart and safe because we're conscious people. But at the same time... Like, when we're done hanging out, we don't really want to hug. Or there's, like, this really weird, like, social awkwardness about it. Like, we don't want to, you know, we're, we're trying to be socially aware and, and safe about everything. And, yeah, Can of course, yeah, we went out. But I mean, we, it just means that we go for, like, ice cream. Episode? Sorry? Can our first fully vaxxed episode be a drinking episode? I mean, you don't need to vaccine to drink, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> but we need the vaccine to drink together. Oh, to drink together. Oh God, that means that's I have what to, that's I'd, what I'm implying. That means I'd have to set I'd have to set up the 
the friggin uh podcast uh rig all up over again in like the living room and stuff hey? yeah and we could help i kind of there. i will say i we do like set our it current up setup together i like our current setup i'm not gonna lie current Just setup because is bad. the sound files are much better <laughs> that way production is much easier um but yeah, like those are the, like it, it's come down to like it used to be like oh I miss around seeing my friends and being around them and stuff. But it's not even that. It's actually the stuff that in between that I miss that more, and I know that I miss it because there's like a gap because we're trying to be mindful of each other and we're trying to be careful, even though you know we're all fairly certain that we're you know clear. But I wonder how long it's gonna take to get over that. Um, it's depressing in a little way, you know? So I'm sorry for yeah. bringing people down, but that's like, that's the thing that's been on my mind more. You know what else is a downer? What's that? When one telecom tries to buy another one and yeah, consolidates fuck that, noise. that whole monopoly noise. Yeah. So. Welcome to Canada, eh? Where we can figure out free well, healthcare have- and all the other cool stuff, but we can't figure out good telecom in 2021. So we have our classic big three, and there was an up-and-coming potentially fourth, and now it's not going to be a fourth anymore because it'll be, I don't know, swallowed up by one of the other three. Like, it's just insane that any time anyone breaks, tries to break the number three, someone will just buy it. It's like, is it's there true. is there something magic about three? Like, I don't understand. Is the, well, there is. The it's, only it's amount a prime of room num- that we it's, have. It's a great prime number. It's a very classic sort of thing. But let's not get into numerology here. It's a classic let's... form when you're talking about photography and yeah. the composition of an image. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But just to be clear, <laughs> just to be clear for people who aren't don't pay attention, um, Shaw has announced plans to sell. Shaw is a Western. Based telecoms company, basically Canada, agreements based have in been Calgary written up. and Bell, no, not Bell. Roger Rogers. is the one thinking of buying them up, and we're not talking about a merger. We're talking about outright purchasing. So they would, uh, you know, you would be down back to big three in uh, at least the Alberta region. I know the other uh, provinces near us have like I can't remember BC's, but Saskatchewan has Saskatel or something yeah. like that. Sask anyway. still exists for now, although Bell has expressed uh, interest in buying it. Right. Manitoba and used to have MTS, but Bell bought MTS. that. And you're like, well, yeah, why so- are you talking about this on the Odafest podcast? Why do we talk about anything on the Odafest podcast, I ask you? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's just, if you like having decently priced internet and, and decently priced cell phone plans and decently priced anything that is telecom... That you get your service provider from. Well, we get screwed here in Canada if you're not aware, and a lot of it has to do with price fixing and collusion to do so. Uh, we don't get a fair market, really, uh, for what we pay if you compare to other developed nations other than the U.S., who also kind of screw around a little bit. Uh, we really don't do that well on the telecom side of things. Um, our plans are way overpriced the service is relatively poor the connection speeds are relatively poor um seriously just look it up uh, i'm not saying you've got to you know write your mla or anything like that but It'd it's something nice that did though it, it i is really hope that the crtc does not allow this merger to go through 
the, the purchase to go through. But, here, but here's the thing. But I have no faith in the CRTC. I, yeah, I don't have to, a lot of faith uh, in it, but it's not about necessarily just the CRTC. It's just because the, Sh- uh, the Shaw family has decided to really pursue the chance of selling that reg- if it wasn't Rogers, it would be Bell. If it wasn't Bell, then it'd be somebody else. Like, you know, Tell it's us. just, it'd be Telus. So it's sort of now, just. Now, the one thing is, like, Bell, I would almost understand because Bell has no consumer offerings in Alberta. Not here, like, no. They are quite popular out east, yes. Yeah, like, I come from out east. Bell is everywhere out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out here, all Bell has is cell phones and satellite TV. They have right. basically uh, yes. no ground-based infrastructure for consumer use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would almost understand if they were trying to get into it, but at the same time, I, I would it, still feel the same. It, right. It still it's doesn't make it any better for uh, the consumer. For the consumer. Yeah. It is yeah. not good. So for a little bit of background, Shaw bought Freedom Mobile, I think a while ago, um, and that was supposed to add to their four their, – their, portfolio of offerings when it came to breaking into the cellular market because Shaw's really been like cable internet based for a long time and then they wanted to get into cellular infrastructure and they had built a lot of it it wasn't being sold yet as a service to consumers yet but it was being built like 10 years ago I remember reading about it and then they never launched they never launched they never launched and then they bought freedom Mm-hmm. And that just sort of got enveloped into their portfolio and that became their cellular offering. And they started merging what they had in their infrastructure along with what Freedom already gave them as part of the sale. Mm-hmm. And now if you take all of that and you sell it to Rogers, Rogers now will own a giant portion of the cellular spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, the entire spectrum is made up of a whole ton of frequencies and the... Is it Some frequencies are better than off? others. Yeah. yeah. So there is a committee that just sells them off to different providers. And, you know, Freedom was was one of them. Yeah. That's why you don't Shaw get mixed one of uh, them. Cross, cross signals, for example. Yeah. So and, the more of that spectrum yeah. you own, the better the signal. Because now your infrastructure is able to bounce all over the place and provide that consistent service to cellular uh, subscribers. And just... Like, imagine one company owning the majority of the entire spectrum. That just, that really just drives customership to them. Like, not only do they own all of Shaw's customers yeah. after if this goes through. It would mean that through. they have the best connection, the best uh, coverage overall. And then, you know, as a customer, you'd be like, well, I don't want to be stood in the middle of nowhere and not have coverage, especially maybe when you need it most, when you've gone camping or fishing and maybe your car died. So yeah, exactly. So now, now as a consumer, we would have a lot of reasons to go to Rogers. Um, right. If you were a customer of Shaw's, now you are just you know inherited. You you get sold right. to Rogers. It's... You're already a customer of theirs. But if you weren't, if for some reason you were outside of this you know eighty percent umbrella or something, now you have a reason to also join, which mm-hmm. really leaves a very thin slice for people who want to compete. That means that there's yeah. no room at all for someone new to come in and try and shake up the market. And I'm Remember glad that you mentioned I'm glad that you mentioned Freedom as well and like and Shaw because I'm with Freedom, for example. And I don't know, like I, I'm with Freedom and you know, there are knocks on Freedom, everyone already knows them. Uh but like one of the the big promises they make is that 
they will not raise the price on you. The, the price that you enter with is the price that you stay with. Now, if any sort of sale goes through from Shaw, I don't know what I'm going to do necessarily other than, you know, invariably ending up switching to a different provider, which will be one of the big three providers most likely because I'm going to get screwed because there's no reason not to get screwed at this point. Well, there's there's nowhere else for you to go. Exactly. But That's but like problem. with the freedom bit, it's like I'm just sort of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, do you th- I don't know if I'm going to get grandfathered. I don't know if like uh, I'm going to get better service. Uh, most likely not. I just don't know where I'm going to really end up as a user of a service that is auxiliary to the primary service that is being sold. Yep. Just like and you just end up. There are no promises dis- because yeah, you feel disenfranchised is a, is the best word for it. Yeah, and um, I was with Freedom before they were bought by Shaw, and could you imagine having been one of the original uh like wind Freedom members? supporters like Wind? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was with Wind, and then Wind was rebranded to Freedom because Shaw bought them. And then uh, then as one of those customers, you are being slowly reintegrated into Shaw's ecosystem. So mm-hmm. as a customer, you've been passed through three companies at this point and possibly mm-hmm. a fourth in the near future. It's not a great feeling. No, not necessarily because I need a lot of customer service or anything. I just want to know where it stands on like what kind of service I'm getting. Because even though I'm not a huge mobile heavy user, I still use my cell phone. What a surprise. And I want to know for my money what suppo- what I should expect from my provider, my service provider. And, you know, should I start looking around? But if I look around, again, what am I looking around to? We've already talked about Your it. Your choices they sort are of, very limited. They, 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 Even more they limited price now. They fix and collude. And this is not some conspiracy, spirit, conspiracy theory stuff. It is very standard knowledge that they definitely play off of each other a lot right yep anyways that's the rant it's a little sad it's annoying as heck good luck everybody (laughs) (laughs) you know what wasn't that sad the weather sounds great the weather has been good in general yo so I, I know dogs recently. I it's know that fake spring is a thing. I know we go through it every winter, and invariably. Can we it get rid of it again. like daylight savings? <laughs> fake can we just spring tell, and just get yeah, real spring in the way. With fake spring, I think we're yeah. pretty good. You know, it's really hard to spring. say if it if it I, is I fake spring anymore. It's just been sticking gonna, around uh, for so I, long. I think we have at least one minus fifteen ahead of us. Is my guess. I thought we got our last one. I thought we got it last week. We did. Maybe. We got that random blizzard last week. That random blizzard? That random minus 12 day? Yeah, and then it warmed up again. Yeah. Knocking on wood. On. Oh, God. Gonna... There's some wood for me to knock you on. You know what? I'm going to... I'll, I'll anything, put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. I think we're in real spring, and that the next blizzard is just going to be our first false winter. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, uh, you're, you know you're going to turn for, the tables for what it's on worth, that, eh? I'm looking at the monthly. Like now, this is obviously not the best prognosticator. I don't care how much science goes into meteorology, but I'm looking a month ahead, and all the numbers that we're expecting are in the 
high single digits, low low double digits sort of feel or mid double digits. So maybe you're right. There's not a lot of minuses across the board except for the overnight temperatures. I'm for it. I actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and rescind what I was saying because even though I was like, oh, there might be another minus 15 coming. Um, I'm more like attuned to like actual nature stuff, not in a weird holistic druidic way. <laughs> But more like a, I look outside with my eyes and I see that the trees have buds on them. And it was late February. It was late February when that was already in place. Whereas Last I remember days of February, my Japanese maple, my indoor plant started yeah. coming alive. It started. Right. Uh, like I trust that way more than I trust almost anything else because. I remember last year, I believe it was already March, and I was I was noticing that the but, the trees hadn't really budded yet. They were getting yeah. there, but they didn't seem mm-hmm. as close as they are net right now This at this same time last year. So I have to say that at the end of the day, I've got to trust nature, and they it's sort of, you know, the greater ecosystem around us has it figured out a little bit more than even our scientific instruments because they have to. They've and sometimes timing. we get fake winter in like June, and all of our trees all fall over. Oh God! No, th- well that's Remember due that? to like w- that's due to like weight from all from, from having leaves from having leaves yep. to attach snow to, so they totally. get too heavy. But that is that is the risk of of leafing and budding too early is that if it snows again, all of those things die off because there's not there's no way for it's you true. to support all that snow on you if you're a tree. So, you know, for, there's for what it's worth, considering, Sorry. yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. where we are, right. it can happen. Yeah, uh, for for what it's worth, I've already had a couple Slurpees and some ice cream. Nice. Was yeah, that so, nice. so I actually spent five hours outside yesterday. Five hours in Insane. sun. I, it was like, it was a brand new adventure. I went walking. I went for bubble tea. I walked to the corner store. The corner store that I've lived by for a year and haven't actually gone inside because mm-hmm, it was COVID mm-hmm. for most of the time I've been here. Like it was, right. it was an adventure. I felt like a kid again. This is the stuff I did when I was a kid. I would go on adventures just walking around in the neighborhood. It was nice. That's good. It was I... nice, like genuinely nice. Yeah, the other day it was literally plus 17 in some places in Calgary. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down fantastic. for it. I, I, I am down for actual spring. And I think, yeah, like I said, I'll rescind what I was guessing. I think we're going to stay in general spring. Like we might still have a little bit of snow just because that's just how things are around here. I cannot wait for the first big rainstorm to wash mm, away all the yeah. dusts. Uh, the dust, the dirt, the gravels, the salts. I want all so of that speaking gone. Of, speaking of which, um, Nancy got a drone a couple weeks ago, and it was oh, no. hovering between too cold to actually, you know, fly it safely outside and just barely warm enough. And because it was such a nice day yesterday, we launched it just really quickly just to see, you know, what the, the video quality was like, what the nice. photo quality was like, just to just take Who a Who are you spying look. on? Our own roofs. Because as adults who now own a house, we kind of need to see what's going on up there. Why not and use a ladder? Because we Why do not use have a ladder, ladder tall enough for these rooms. Because um, sometimes you want to see the physical quality, not just the visual quality. <laughs> so our drone has taught me that the inside of our gutters, the ones that go all the way around the roof, 
Mm-hmm. Is Those disgusting. are actually white. Oh. They're white on the inside. I oh, can wow. see the black grit that's come off of our shingles into the gutter over the winter. It's it's like white plastic in there. I never knew. They're black wow, on right. the outside. I always thought the, it was the black. The previous like, you know, homeowner must have cleaned them before they moved out. Crazy. Terrible. The worst kind Just of people. Just nuts. But also now I'm concerned about one or two spots on my roof. So I guess right. it's a good thing we did that test fly. Fair enough. <laughs> I these think that's enough the... test flying for this episode, though. Yeah, these are these are the type of adult things. That's when you know when you're an adult. You get a drone, and the first thing you do is check your gutters. Yep. Disgusting. It's the worst. I know. Horrible. It, it would I'm be just like the worst. It would be like getting a sports car to pick up your child from daycare. Oof. <laughs> but now you're oh. best dad. Mm, no, you're always just gonna be dad. <laughs> I mean if you if you get a sports card to pick up your child from daycare mm-hmm. that either means that you're going through a midlife crisis or you're mm-hmm. a single dad trying to pick up uh teachers or Whoa. you're trying to one up the other dad always also true or uh, trying to pick up the other dads <laughs> also maybe very true um just as a quick heads up before we finish up here uh, we'll have, I think, the next coming, or maybe the... In one of the next two episodes, it'll probably be the spring anime uh, uh, prediction episode, plus the recap episode, and we'll have more Odafest 2021 stream news uh, by then, I believe. So look out for that. And other than all those things, catch up with us soon, and we'll have, yeah, more stuff for you. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Imagine having a 32 core PC with a 3090 just for recording the podcast. Who would do that? (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) 